You know what's movie? No. You've. You live in Isn't Oregon. That, like, that is a perfect start to uncap on too. Isn't that like free <laughs> range in Oregon though? Just a cheap well, way. Well, now now you can have a peanut butter and crack sandwich. What? And you uh, don't yeah. smoke weed. No. And you don't wait. smoke crack. Wait, wait, all right. Give me some background. What the hell is happening right now? I lost my fucking so, coffee, dude. I just poured coffee. Fuck. I would be. Uh, <laughs> He's gone. <laughs> cons consistently high if I lived in Oregon. Twenty-four. I, I don't smoke weed here because it's illegal. All right. Time out with the weed talk. Two seconds. Level's gone, but for anybody interested, a bunch uh, this of is a so less than average podcast. Up there, you got Mr. Level Day F. Uh, in another direction, there's a K-State up top, and then next to me, I believe, is Juan Champion. Um, bunch of goobers. There were our first guests after our pilot episode. It's good to have them back. I know. Episode uh, two, uh, now 23. Holy shit. Yeah. How's it feel? Uh Coming in, a little bit of uh, explanation. I don't know where the fuck this started. We talked. We started talking celebrity about celebrity meat. meat, and then it went from there. Excuse me, celebrity meat? <laughs> yes. Glad. So you apparently, are. it's the future of meat. <laughs> so, BiteLabs.org, okay. they will grow meat from celebrity tissue samples no. and make it into artisanal salami. No. no. Okay, hold on. Yes. Hold on. Hold on. Celebrity meat. Okay, I gotta look this. Are you lying to me? One hundred percent factual. BiteLabs.org. Okay, you've never experienced celebrities like this? <laughs> I'm just their, saying. That's their tagline? Okay. In all seriousness, Jeffrey Dahmer would be proud. Dude, I just think muscle stem cells, we grow celebrity meat in our proprietary bioreactors. What? In the tradition of Italian cured, we dry age and spice our product, fine charcuterie. <laughs> yeah, dude. Imagine, just, yeah, one of those... Nice sausage boards. I can't pronounce the words. I'm gonna glance over wait, it. Wait, wait, Shark wait. celebrities, dude. James Shark Franco Kuchy. is the first celebrity that's in on this. Oh, just wait. The Franco salami must be smoky, sexy, and smooth. Vaughn already made a joke that. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> on the bright side, this entire thing has piqued Ellen DeGeneres' interest in meat. Tweet at James Franco and help make the Franco salami real. <laughs> what? Oh, it is perfect. That. It's not. <laughs> and then from there, I don't know how we transition to how does weed, that, but hold on. How does that futures. tweet fucking work? Like, hey, Franco, I want to eat your meat, bro. <laughs> yeah, let me get a bite of your log. Like, something like that. I don't know. I'll try it out. Who came up with this fucking crazy? This is Jeffrey Dahmer shit. This is like his son who made this company. Do we know this guy? It's oh, good guy. That's ridiculous. Now, can you mix the two DeFranco brothers? Ooh, what if you make like a make... Belle Daphine and Jennifer Lawrence meet together? I don't need the shit. Is it just soap day. water and meat? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, Kanye West has meat. Well, Ellen DeGeneres. Uh, we were, we were has sad meat. that. We were sad that the Trumpster wasn't in there, but it's probably for health concerns. But it is eco-friendly, apparently. So, if you tweet it, it goes, James Franco, will you be salami? <laughs> Dude, can we find if there's any of these tweets that are out there? Ayo, hey, come on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm looking up, and I'm, I click the button. It literally I mean, says, James, yeah, James Franco, will you be salami? Yeah. Hey, yo, come on. Let me eat that meat. Let me eat that meat, bro. 
Why would they? Why do they think this is a good idea? Is there any celebrities that are like, yeah, I'm doing this? All right, any any celebrities? James Frank has got one. On uh, what's it called? What's the Bite Labs? Are there any that have like endorsed this? Okay, I gotta read this. Oh, this one says making salami um, out of people. This website won't make actually make salami out of famous people. What? Oh, it's a fucking scam. It's a scam. I mean, yeah, they're not gonna let you eat people. I mean, you know, I. But why would they say that they're gonna make it taste like those people? From like a parody website. Oh, it's a parody website. Okay, good. I so like, I, I just typed into the search bar. Uh huh. There's. James there's going back all the way to 2014. So it's already it's been like rocking the whole time. That's some cyberpunk development type shit. Yeah. I mean, do you, okay, since we're on this topic then, do you think that eating people will ever be real in the future? I mean, they do no. it in like so I mean, it's young. real now. There's what? a chemical yeah. that releases though that fucks you up. It oh, makes yeah. you like clinically insane. What is that called? I gotta look that up. Look that I up. don't remember. Look that up. We know what that is. Um, But dude, all right, so it's already happening. It happened, so this is the craziest thing. And we're gonna, I don't wanna get into politics, but regardless, it's not political. Back in the Soviet Union, like when under, was it Lenin? He had, there was like a starving population, right? And then there was reports of like 500,000 people being eaten. Like people were eating their kids because they were fucking starving. Which well, yeah, is, I think eating for survival would be different than eating because you want it. Yeah, true that. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's some Dahmer shit, you know? If it was like, hmm, I guess Phil next door might be tasty. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he's a little plump this summer. Yeah. <laughs> There's a no world where that would be tasty. There's no people cannot be tasty. There's no way. I mean, but how do you know? You don't I know unless you bite. I'm not gonna bite though. Would you bite? No. No. I would just chew and swallow. I only eat chicken, so like I'm already very fringe on eating meat. Why? Wait. Why are you fringe on eating meat? Meat. I, <clears> I just meat. I only eat chicken. Okay. Why only chicken? Uh, a because they're just stupid as shit. This is true. Um, and I don't eat pork um just because it's not like a clean it's not a big fan of it yeah okay the only pork that i do like is bacon and like so the worst just morally i can deal without it um, yeah and then i don't eat beef because of those little scottish cows the little furry ones every oh. time i see beef i think of those adorable scottish oh, cattle they are cute and i'm like i can't do it and then i saw videos of them like escaping a slaughterhouse and being excited and, like prancing around in the grass i was like yeah. Fuck, man yeah. Chickens are just dumb as shit, so I'll eat a chicken. No I like fish. it when my food's happy. So is your food happy and uncooked? Oh, yeah. That's why you. That's why you keep Holly so happy. <laughs> He's trying to eat his dog now. It's great. No, man, no I, I'm with you, dude. I think factory farm is a piece. Like it's shitty. Like it's just yeah, hundred percent. There's and it's so nasty. Why are there laws that say that you can't show the conditions that the animals are living in? Like that's a that's such a capitalistic piece of shit law. Like, oh, no, no, no. We paid you millions of dollars. Like, you, we are not going to allow any video of any how we're treating animals whatsoever. And if we do, we're going to sue them. And you can't do anything about it. Sorry, government. It's like, what the yeah. fuck? Like, why There's is that a, In the cases where I do buy meat, I'll get, like... I don't do it often, so I don't care spending extra on it. Mm -hmm. But I'll get, like, the free-range, like, all-natural diet. And they have, like, pictures of the cow that you ate. Right. Um, but like, do that, they... That, is it real though? Like, 
how do you know that they're not just sitting there like beating the fucking meat with a stick and then you can't video talk i mean they're just saying like it's free range well, yeah. we beat it with but a stick can't... in the in the woods or something i don't know i mean yeah i suppose the way in which it's put down i have no you know information on whether it's humane or not but like the i buy uh i only buy eggs from one company because they're the best in my opinion mm. this company called vital farms Idle farm. Um, okay. Yeah, they're a little expensive for a twelve pack, like seven bucks. Um, but they come with like a thing of the, the chicken who laid the eggs, and then they have cameras set up at their farm, so you can go and just straight up look at these things. And there's like 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 five acres, and it's just chicken just roaming around. You okay. see people walking around, going up picking up eggs. Okay, so you kind of get an idea of like, hey, this is real. We're actually doing this. What yeah. If off camera, they're just like the most sadistic people. Like, gotta have faith in something that, that's yeah, true yeah, yeah, trust trust i mean then again i'm eating i'm eating meat i'm a carnivore brother well not car but i eat a lot of meat and that's just how i roll right and it's just oh yeah but but i am conscious of how shitty it is i just don't i don't know if there's no alternative other than buying farm fresh or something like that like well there's definitely alternatives it's just whether you're going to be okay with not eating meat yeah this is also very true case like are you like a big meat eater Big meat eater. I, I hunt my own meat, and then uh, our family does like we buy um, quarter half cows from uh, okay. from like family, friends, and neighbors and stuff like that. Um, you just have to be willing to shell out like five hundred to a thousand dollars at a time and have a chest freezer for it all. Yeah, so that's the way to do it. I, and that's the weird part. I have nothing. I have everything against. I'm a hundred percent against the farm. Like factory farming especially pigs like they stick them on top of each other and just like they're in their shit the whole time so bad yeah but i'm not opposed to hunting i think hunting's fine i get to oh hunting's totally fine as long as it's not trophy hunting in my opinion yes i agree no no no, i agree with that does anybody have are you down for trophy hunting zion nah i mean i've grown up in a family that uh we're very outdoorsy we've hunted i mean shit you can see my elk up or my yeah euro up there yeah i see it but uh, uh, as I've gotten older, like with school and different sporting events and stuff, I didn't get super into it as much. So I kind of fell off that train a little bit. Yeah. Um, I still archery shoot here and there. And I still I have three guns to my name. So I'm oh, hunting so fucking tough. I am well, so like, bad at it. So when you go hunting, like and let's say you get like a deer, you would still use the deer for like venison and stuff, right? Yeah. Backstrap. So, yeah, it's totally fine. And. Yeah uh jerky meat that's yeah fine. i have no issue with that i'm yeah. more afraid of like people who go like kill an elephant because it's yeah. good to do you know what the fucked up thing is though is that that's actually helping with conservation in some places how fucked up is that i hunting elephants yes okay <clears throat> have you not heard about this i know okay. covid's done wonders okay for their let population. me let me let me break this down real quick okay. and, and k-state please jump in if you no, okay Yep, I'm 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 there with you. Go okay, ahead. Okay, so basically what happens is they'll like places in in Africa or whatever they're they're doing this, right? What they will do is they will pick like the oldest elephant and they'll say, "Hey, you pay us $50,000. This elephant's already dying. We're going to let you hunt it on the range and that money's going to go to conservation." So they're letting people trophy hunt for a ridiculous amount of money. Like if you really want to kill an elephant, 50 fucking grand or five sometimes five hundred thousand dollars to kill a single rhino that's already like on its last legs right but how crazy is that you have to kill some animals in order to conserve like that's in, it's insane well, dude i mean that makes sense that's why like for wisconsin wolf hunting was outlawed for so long because our population was so low and then it got too high and they were like 
all right like now it's just ruining cattle for farmers and yep like and other populations are going down mm-hmm. so populations like that i think is entirely fine for like population control um and like yeah for hunting like an elephant if it's dying like on its last leg you know putting it out that way could mean a less miserable death for it so i don't have any qualms with that or any issues with yeah it. like people would just go hunt a lion or like an elephant for the sake of like look what i did yeah I think like, the ego fun. part of it, dude, is just so bad. K-State, what do you think about the conservation stuff? Well, I, I kind of take that stance for all of my hunting, right? So I hunt deer, turkey, um, elk, pheasant, all that stuff. And kind of our the ethical hunter in me is, hey, we're going to get the biggest one because it's the oldest. It's had the best life. Um, we're going we're gonna to train to get a kill shot so it has a very uh, painless death. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it just, you know... It, a, a death at my hands is going to be way better than a death by nature because nature is going to be ruthless and it's going to be slow and painful. That's so that I'm going to get, I'm going to give the animal the best death it can have. And like you said, if you're spending fifty, hundred thousand dollars to go kill an animal, and then that that money and even the meat goes back into the community, goes back to um, making a better environment, uh, conservation. And they also do have the uh, patrols that are funded by that that protect from poachers yeah so you're going back in and you're making sure that those that the remaining uh animals in that safari jungle whatever world that they get to have a good life too and then they get to keep populating then i have no problem with that yeah um yeah it's that's very, that's my stance it's very first world of us there's a lot of people online that are probably like that are super against it like you don't fucking live there you're not fighting poachers you're not dealing with you're not dealing with what they're dealing with over there. You have you can't judge them for trying to raise money. And if this one way raises money, I mean, it's a market. They figured it out. I mean, either yeah. they have to keep spending, like making imaginary money to pay these counter poachers and fight the poachers because they're going to try and kill them anyways, if you're there or not. Or they're just like, wait, why don't we just get paid doing this? You know what I'm saying? Like, we'll still have poachers. We'll still care for the animals. We're going to track them. We're going to check on them. We're going to make sure like when this time this one's getting close to death, we're going to put it up for auction and then we're going to see who buys. And then that money goes back to conservation. I mean, they're just they're just playing the system that's already there. It's not like if there was no poaching, right, they wouldn't have the system. It's just because there's poaching and that the the, the populations are so dwindling that they have to. So I really can't blame well, them. Yeah. And who the fuck are we over here in America to like judge them on how they're going to raise money? You know, like. Fucker, I don't know? think it's judging so much as being opinionated on it. Yeah, I agree. You know, but you know how it is. Like the the vocal minority on Twitter will get up in arms about fucking anything half the time. And this is not a. I'm not saying it as yeah. in like not always, but I'm just saying like for example, I always think about it like if you take a population of one million people, you know that at least ten thousand of those people are assholes. Just a hundred percent. I mean, is what it is. We got three hundred and seventy-five million people here now. You know, there's at least. 375,000 assholes. Like, just is what it is. <laughs> like, statistically. So there's just people all over the place that are just gonna fight no matter what, you know? You can do the nicest thing in the world. You can, like, alright, let's put it this way. K-State, you make, let's just, all of a sudden you wake up in your bank account, and you've got fucking 10 trillion dollars. You're like, fuck it, I'm gonna end global hunger. There'd be at least 300,000 people that are like, fuck you. You know what I mean? You're doing the nicest thing with your money. Oh, it's clout chasing. Yeah. It's like, well, well, he could have done this instead. And what about Man, you could have done it without telling anybody. Yeah, exactly. So there's always he could have world hunger, but he was simping on Twitter two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> oh man, dude. But it's so true. I mean, it just that's how it is. The online community are a bunch of crazy people. And there's all like I like the Joe Rogan effect of just posting ghosts. Just post your content. Fuck yo. Like, don't read comments. Bro, I love his podcast and how upset people get about stuff. Like his approach isn't even like you're right or you're wrong. It's this is my opinion and like I don't know, teach me more. And people get mad that he's like interested about things they don't agree with. Yeah, hundred percent. Makes no sense. What? Yeah. I don't get it, man. I don't it's not my forte. I'm the same way. I'm just interested, like I would love to get more on this podcast, I'd love to get more, you know, video game creators and like like creative designers and, you know, artists and just like what the fuck makes you tick? Like that interests me. Like how why would you as a baby be like, I like video games. That's what me all of us like video games. But these guys are like, I'm gonna go one step further. I'm gonna create those motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, um, I don't get that. Like, I like video games, but I, I would, hate, I think if I made video games, I would hate video gaming. I would hate it. Like, I don't think I'd have the creativity to come up with the story for these games. Either. Who are like these just, people? like the Destiny lore or like World of Warcraft? Like, what? Dude, the theory crafting people? Yeah. How do you come up with this shit? Yeah, it's just a team of people making an entire world. Yeah, well, that's like the brain. storyboard between, let's take Star Wars for instance. You got George Lucas who came up with all this stuff and made like the theory craft behind the lore of the saga, and now you have like so many different authors I could pull books off my shelf and be like, hey, all these people made their own little niche add-ons, new characters, new stories, new adventures, all this stuff based on his lore. Mm-hmm. And how right. it fits in or tacks on to the get like that universe. Yeah. Or like Tolkien made an entire language and then built a story around the language. He made Dude, Elvish. That's, dope, that's <laughs> so dope. Made Elvish. And then he's like, oh yeah, I guess we need a story for this. Like straight up just made a language. Also, here's some poems, some poetry, and some songs that are in this language that I just created. Yeah, by the just, way. Here you go. Just yeah, I just made it all. Here's the here's the score for it if you ever wanted to play it. Like, okay. <laughs> okay. It's crazy, dude. Alright, yeah, I'm gonna get this question out of the way, man. Aliens, let's fucking go. I gotta hear. Oh, your they're opinion. absolutely real. I gotta hear your opinions. Okay, absolutely real. Explain. Have why. you seen Zion? He's why? definitely. Alien. So, if one believes that space is as large as it is and like ever expanding, right? Mm-hmm. Statistically, I just don't feel like there's any possible way that we are the only planet in an ever expanding universe that has no end mm-hmm. that has living organisms. I just don't believe it. Okay. Okay, K-State, where you stand on this? What about the great filter? That's what I always think about is is why we, if if there are other life forms out there, okay. why haven't we heard from them? Right. Dude, you want to fucking talk to us? Or about the or no. same thing, about the Fermi paradox, dude. Same thing. Where are they? Yeah. Right? So if there's if their aliens are there. And let's say they made it past the great filter. Why can't we see them? Why haven't we heard from them? Why is there no concrete evidence that they've been here? Like, well, why would we be assuming that they're advanced? This is also true. Why are they assuming that they're advanced? It's a great question. They, maybe they haven't got to the... Maybe we're the next up in the universe or that we know yeah. of that are going to the... Maybe we're further ahead. There's also maybe that. We're the most advanced one. Like Neanderthals running around in some other galaxy. Right. That's, That's like, terrifying. 
<laughs> that's also scary because we're the most lethal... advanced fuck dude yeah if we're the most advanced <laughs> we're in you thought earth was fucked think about the universe <laughs> yeah yikes i mean that's the thing people i think the vastness of space is crazy but i think the crazy shit that happens like we i think we got extremely lucky i mean imagine just a random gamma burst from a local star will just irradiate planets like any bacterial life that was there dead in like instantly nothing that you can do about it just because the sun today could just be like you know sunspot could a solar flare could happen and just wipe out all power for like three years and we'd be like well fuck you know like obviously that's the end like it's not it's not the apocalypse because you can live without power but how many people are gonna make it i mean how many you know what i'm saying like not a lot i mean i was a boy scout so i'll be fine it'll be fine okay what about we for like a month you know what about oh, all yeah. the, think about it all production goes to shit so there goes your insulin production it goes with any medicine all that production goes straight down the shitter immediately so now people who need medicine can't get medicine you can't use your car so you have to start beating feet everywhere and america's fucked the biggest because we have a large land mass and unless you're in a city you can't walk anywhere and i mean unless you're going to be walking miles and miles and miles a day food goes to shit all tra all all truck shipping goes to shit all all shipping across the oceans go to shit so now you're landlocked can't fly a plane like everything goes in the shitter I don't so what you're saying I, is become a prepper i yeah, think also with the content of the u.s would also be one of the most one of the best places if anything were to happen to like everything just shut down mm -hmm. to survive because of the different climates that we have like mm -hmm. we can grow certain crops year round and like yeah it would take a little bit of time for the country to get its shit together but just based on like geographics like no one's gonna fucking you come on one side of the country, but you're not going to hit the other. It's because of the Rocky Mountains, yeah. or the Appalachians. Um, we have giant farmland. We have warm tropical areas like Florida, for example, that just doesn't drop below like 60 fucking ever. True. Um, Except for last week. But we'll was it like 59? Yeah. Yeah. It's a rough week for them. Rough week. Um, and like, yeah, I think those in the cities immediately would be the better off. But I think we would rely heavily on the ones who live out in the farmland because they already know how to grow this stuff and take care of it um so like yeah it, it's terrifying i think we'd be good though in like I mean, 50 years people in rural time. areas of the u.s are already pretty self-sufficient yeah. yeah um and if they like there's nobody out there to help you it's just you already right the police are 30 minutes away firefighters are 40 minutes away like shit goes down like you're taking care of it yourself already. So right. I think that that portion of, of the country would be just fine. Yeah. Oh, I agree. I think so too. I think, I think you're right. I think the cities would be better off for like the first month. And, but when the, when the food stops coming in, it's going to be the worst. It's going to be the, it's literally going to be like, you know, like the warriors or some shit. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be bad. Yeah. Like the whole city is going to go to chaos or kind of like New York is today. Did you see that video of somebody getting beat by a bat? Like, <laughs> What is happening in New York right now? No, I, I try to avoid it. It is insane, dude. It, it's crazy. That's so why I got 50 pounds of think? rice in my cabinet right now. Uh, see, there you go. You're already prepping, dude. I'm Zion, a prepper, man. Zion, are you a prepper? Is your family preppers? You're muted. He's Solid muted. input. Good job. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> I agree, Zion. You make some very valid points. Maybe your best contribution yet. <laughs> Bueller. There you go. We can hear you. There, there we go. go. I actually hard muted my mic somehow. Um, 
No, I would say my mom is, my dad isn't. Like, my dad is literally just go to work, come home, crash. That's been his gig for fucking ever. Mm -hmm. And my mom, if my mom was to die, like, right now, my dad would be fucked. Because mm. she pays all the bills. She knows all the passwords. <laughs> Oof. So. There goes your internet. That. Yeah, well, I'd take care of that. Yeah. But... <laughs> oh, he knows his internet login. <laughs> Believe that. <laughs> The instant that woman's gone, or I move out, I'm getting. There will be improvements to that. That's uh. Do you think our generation is better off than the last generation? Let me put In it this way. What? Okay, so like I have I have a great example. Okay, so I have a family friend, and uh, well, let's put it this way. Yeah, I have an older family friend, right? Well, the wife ended up going into home, and so now the man has to do everything. And you think like he's worked his whole life. He's he's self-sufficient. He's made money. They had a very classic old school way of living, right? Where it's like the wife did all the cleaning, the cooking and everything. And he's done, he did the work, brought in the money, right? Right. But that system only works if there's two. If, the, if there's yeah. one, things go to shit like overnight. And so it's interesting. A lot of people like in our generation are very self-sufficient across the board. Like, I don't know about you guys, but I cook, I'll clean up around the house. I also work, you know, but also my wife does too. She cooks, she goes to work, she brings the money. It's like our generation is just built different. Like, in a, in a, I don't know if we're stronger for it or weaker for it. And so it's interesting. Let's just kind of open the floor here a little bit. Like, what do you think? Um, I would say we're definitely like millennials just as a whole. Yeah. Um, We are way more on the like even level field as far as duties around the house and like taking care of stuff. It's not one person's responsibility to clean. Yeah. Um, like, or it's just like myself, like Myra will do the dishes, but that's because she doesn't like the way that I do them. Right. Um, but like I, I will do them. I have that um, if like either asked or if she's gone, like I'll, I'll do the dishes. No problem. I don't have any issue with that. Like I know how to do that stuff. Um, I think the older generation is definitely more equipped in certain aspects of their life. Mm. Um, as far as like the old generation, like of men getting shit done. Yeah. Um, I think they're more equipped with that. I think they're, they are more self-sufficient in other ways aside from like household living. Yeah. Um, you know, as far as like a lot of people who I know in my age, like don't know shit about fixing cars or going camping or doing anything like that. But why would we? I mean, we were the technology era. We grew up yeah. when everything started to explode. Um, so that was our focus. I think the old generation is way more equipped with survivability, at least right off the bat. Um, but I think there's a lot of disadvantages that come with only having that lifestyle. They aren't open to other ways. Right. Um, so I think it's all just we're better equipped in some things than there are in others. It's a hard comparison to make, in my opinion. Yeah. Hey, Sit, what do you think? I'd say you just say better off. I, I'd say that we have the best opportunities available mm. out of any generation that's ever lived. More opportunities are available to us than have ever been available to generations in the past. Right. Um, you have the entirety of human knowledge in your pocket. Yeah. yeah. And you look up fucking, and I'd say that our, fucking that, crazy. <laughs> our capitalization on that is maybe where we're lacking. Right. And so there's so there's like a 
uh, not a semantic overload, but like a, a, a conscious overload where you're like, there's so much out there. How do I choose something? And I think that's kind of, that might be part of where our, uh, our disadvantages are there. Yeah. Whereas before there was like, okay, you're going to be a carpenter or you're going to go work in a factory or you're going to be a farmer. Right. Those are your three options. Pick one and be good at it. Yeah. So you get true. to be a master of one and now we're all masters of none yeah. or you're super duper specialized and <laughs> you're doing fine. Yeah, that's true. It's it's tough, man. I think the gig economy is really grown, but everybody has a side hustle that I know. Like not just me, but like, for example, I just think a whole generation there's like when I was growing up, everybody had two jobs or did two things or also had a hobby that they were trying to make money with. Like, I think we're very entrepreneurial because we've had to be. I mean, think mm -hmm. about it. We've we've gone from everything was honky dory for the 90s and then early 2000s. There was a dot com crash. So anybody who's in the stock market got fucked. And then eight years later, you know, we had this giant crash again. And then we've had another crash and then we had pandemic. It's just like we keep getting constantly kicked down. I think people have just gotten smarter. Like we realized early on, like, oh, factory jobs are going to shit. Oh, like all these classic things you're supposed to do are no longer there. And even if you do start a business in a very specialized field, there's no saying that you won't be replaced by technology. And so it's not sustainable. So there's always that glimmer of like, oh shit, I better learn a lot of different things because there's no way I can be making one specific car part and that's my job because it's not going to be there 10 years from now when it gets automated out. You know what I'm saying? Like that's a, there's no way you have to keep constantly adapting. Yeah, I think the trade jobs will always be there. I agree. I agree with that. Yeah, hundred percent. I think um I think they have to be. I mean, we're we still have to produce steel. We still have to create train tracks right now. We still I mean for the time being, and you know, we're thinking over the next fifty, hundred years, I think we're pretty much set. But at the rate that technology is automating things, that's what scares me the most. I feel like yeah. people like eat all right, for example, like I want to have kids, right? So if I want to have kids. What do I tell my kids? Because when I grew up, like I was like, okay, you know, you're supposed to go here, go to college, and then you get a job. Well, obviously, we know like our whole generation got fucked by the college situation, and we all know that. Like, I, I can't recommend my kids go get a college degree and be saddled down with even more debt. Like, no fucking way. Like, so and that's now we've got college kids getting their debt wiped because of COVID. Right, but a little a smaller portion right but then then again that's a whole nother story i mean that's the college thing is ridiculous because i went to the marine corps to try and still pay for college and got fucked and they only paid for half so even my six-year contract in the marine corps still got screwed over by the college like by the colleges and by congress it's like okay <laughs> okay sweet so it's just it's it's wild man and so as a as a future father, like, what do you tell your kids now? It's like, dude, you better be good at a lot of things. You better be good at sports. You better be good at technology. You better learn how to code. You better learn to cook. You better learn to clean. You better learn to work out and keep your health because the health system might go to shit to charge you at the ass. Like, dude, there's a lot of things that you got to, like, focus on growing up. Now, before it was like, all right, you're a 90s kid. Go play outside and then go to school and then go to college and then you're going to get a job. And then at the finish line, our whole generation got fucked. All of us, right at the finish line. Like every single one. It's crazy, man. I don't know. Yeah, but if there's anything the last 15 years have taught us, it's it's that you have to be reliant on yourself. You yes. can't rely on the system. You can't rely on, on other people, uh, on companies, on your employer. You have to rely on yourself. 
100%. And you have to have the skills yourself to pick yourself up and move on to the next thing. Yeah. Wherever it's going to take you, you got to be flexible and you got to be self-sufficient. Yeah. And this is actually a great segue. Vaughn, you were saying that you quit your job, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> so what happened there? Just speaking um, of moving. Yeah. So I worked with uh, mutual fund companies, about 250 of them. I was basically like a, li a liaison uh, between them and all of their shareholders. Okay. Um, so if anybody wanted any inquiry on their accounts, the stock market, any, you know, numbers of performance, you know, outlook of everything like that, the fund hired me to essentially take care of that for them. Okay. Um, so with that, I had to be knowledgeable in different kinds of markets, different sectors, um, different types of mutual funds, expense ratios, um, like daily yields stuff like mm -hmm. that. Um, now, unfortunately with that, you get some terrible, terrible people who you will work with. Um, and that didn't bother me so much when I was in the office. Sorry, I'm tying my boot. You're fine. Um, but when COVID hit and we had to work from home, it just became too much of a mess to try and deal with everything. Um, any support system that we had with like our compliance department or regulatory reporting just wasn't there. Managers weren't willing to offer any assistance with anything. Um, if we needed to escalate a situation, they'd be like, no, I'm busy. They're just sitting there. And I have been vocal for about a year being like this. This isn't going to work. Right. Um, and I had my semi-annual review in June and I told my boss, like, basically, I don't want to be here. Right. Um, like, I will do everything that I need to, um, you know, to fly under the radar. I'm not going to get in trouble for anything. But I'm not going to go out of my way to do a lot of extra stuff that I was doing. Um, like I got moved up to help clean trades for institutional clients like Nationwide and uh, like JP Morgan Chase, which is now where I work um, mm -hmm. and things like that. And that wasn't in my job description. I would come in an hour early on days to do that. I was promised raises that weren't given to me. Um, so I started applying for other jobs. I had my yearly review. And I told my boss, she's like, yeah, you're not going above and beyond. I was like, well, then you aren't listening to when we're having our reviews. Like, this is where I stand. Like, this is what I've told you. Like, you guys don't offer assistance. I understand it's busy, but your job isn't to tell us that you're busy. It's yeah. to say, hey, I saw this. Give me four minutes, five minutes. I'll come back to you with an answer. Um, or here, let me, you know, deal with that person. Right. It just wasn't there. So I got, I was on vacation um, and I got my job offer. Uh, for JP Morgan Chase. Hey. And then I emailed, I logged into the system, emailed my manager. I was like, hey, you know, I'm done on this date. Right. Uh, and he texted me. He was like, got your um, email. Like, we we can discuss this further. I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> it's a no one discuss, no. dude. <laughs> no. Um, so then I, I had my two weeks in, and then not a single manager talked to me right if i had helped never got assistance with anything um but a damn thing and then uh i ended up having a i had a call in for a morning for my job uh because i had a an orientation for chase that was scheduled on the wrong day mm -hmm. and i couldn't get a hold of my hr manager with chase 
So I called in to my previous job and I was like, hey, I'm not going to be in in the morning. I'm not taking vacation. I'm not taking sick. I'm just going to take the pay hit and not do it. And they had called me and were like, well, this is the head of our department. I was like, well, you know, we're not going to pay you for that. I was like, yeah, no, I know. I just said that. <laughs> I told you that. Like, I'm just gonna, you know, not going to be there for it. They're like, well, you know, why don't you just bring your stuff in today? I was like, Sweet. All right. So then instead of me, you know, finishing on my two weeks there, they essentially fired me. Yeah. Or like I voluntarily quit right. early, yeah. I suppose. That's um, a weird, that's, that sounds like a shit company. This is like being shitheads. So, and it, dude, it was so like, I loved the job until COVID. Right. Um, I found that I, I very much, I don't like working alone. Mm. Um, which is weird because I don't like people. Like they annoy me. Um, <laughs> so but, like coworkers really amplify your day. Like working at home all day alone is fucking brutal, especially because you can't go out and see anybody. Yeah. So like you don't have any sort of contact with anybody. And like, I didn't realize how much I relied on hanging out with my coworkers who are like my real life friends. Right. And like seeing them and everything. That makes and it, it tough. Just, yeah. Yeah. And it got to a point where I was just waking up and mad. Right. Because I had to That's go to work. That's not a good way to be. Mm -mm. No, yeah. Like, I was just in a shit mood all the time. Um, I didn't like it. So I started looking back at schools. Um, so I'm actually applying for a fall semester at the University of Wisconsin for uh, wildlife conservation uh, and environmental studies. What? Um, yeah. Taking a turn. Um, you so, yeah. To, like, I, move into that direction for jobs? Ideally, yeah. Okay. So, like, I've gone camping and... Like went to Central America when I was younger and like went across the country doing that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And I absolutely love it. Um, like I'm never happier than when I'm out in nature going either for hikes or camping and stuff like that. Right. And with just how fast the world is changing, anything that I can do to try and help keep those things around and pristine so other generations can enjoy them, I want to. Right. But I can't do that <laughs> unless I go to college. Yes. So yeah. I do have to reap the student debt that i i'm at least well aware of now yeah um to go back for that so chase is just kind of like a filler for me but it's a twenty thousand dollar raise so hey dude i think speaking to what we our conversation prior to this was basically saying like we're able to be flexible but i don't think employers are used to the fact that we will be like okay i'm leaving bye like they just <laughs> I think yeah, they're so 100%. used to having like Bill's been here for 40 years. We've got him under our thumb. He can't leave. He needs that pension. Whereas millennials are like deuces. <laughs> yeah, I can get a job elsewhere. I don't yeah, need if, to deal with this. If, I don't have to be if here. it yeah. comes down to it and I just get absolutely fed up one day, I have the option to put my two weeks in at the construction job and at least train somebody to somewhat learn the shit I've learned in two years at yeah. being a string guy. Yeah, I mean, that's oh good. Ugh phone calls um but that's how it goes dude it's like i don't think they realize how flexible we're, we're so used to having to start over or start from scratch or readjust like yeah i i don't even feel bad about leaving a job i mean i like i like the jobs i've worked like i really do you know but like yeah. i have a i have a similar thing with you um i actually i had i got a double whammy this past year 2020 was a fucking rough year for me man because i was a i was a personal trainer at a gym Ooh. and i was there when COVID hit. And so when COVID hit, it my clientele base went from 32 a week 
32 clients half the next week, a quarter the following week to gym close the next Tuesday. So in a three week span, I went from making my full paycheck to basically fucking nothing in a span of three weeks. And then on top of that, the gym I worked at, they didn't give, they didn't fire anybody. They put us all on hold so we couldn't claim unemployment. And I was like, well then fuck y'all. I quit. I found a new job. Like immediately. Didn't even furlough you? Uh Uh-uh. Nope. That's fucked. Yeah. It's a shitty gym. I'm not going to name them because I don't want to get liable. But anyways. I didn't know from my previous employer. (laughs) I'd rather let them know that. Um, And so that happened. Then I found a new job in a home health company, which is a great company. But during a pandemic, the job was so mentally and emotionally taxing. Like, you don't understand how hard it is to deal with dying people during a pandemic. Like, and their family. It was it was just rough. Like, it was a decent job. It paid better than my other job. And it, so, yeah. but at the same time, it's that flexibility of like, I got to get a fucking job. I need money. And like, I got to make this happen. And so I had that job for a bit. And then I had had the ballsiest move of my life. I was like, I'm done with this. I cannot emotionally handle this. And COVID's going away. So I cannot keep this up. Like, it's just, I couldn't do it. And luckily, I actually have one of my buddies, uh, Yinvoked. He helped me realize, like, I can do this other job, which is AWS. It's like a a cloud computing stuff. Amazon Web Services, right? Yep, Amazon Web Services. And he's like, you can do this and start learning to code. And then after I started getting that ball roll, I kind of, like, molded around in my head while I had the other job. I was like, maybe I could do this, right? Um, and I was like, we have some finances, finances are looking good. Like maybe I'll just fucking full send on this. And then I had this really bad case where I had to deal with this one hospital and what they were doing with their hospice care. And it turned out so bad that literally it changed, it swayed me into that direction. So I talked to my boss, like, I was like, Hey dude, I like this job. Where am I going in this company? Because I like this job and it, but I I can't keep standing here for COVID. Like when is the end of the tunnel here? Where are things going to look? like yeah in five years you're gonna be making six figures you'll be doing this you're gonna be in this like he really was grooming me to take this management position but he's like but you're gonna have to deal with more hospitals and i was like that's okay that's okay two days later i get this terrible i mean fucking i came home and drank my ass off bad like i don't drink in like that much and i came home and i was like i was like i was in there and uh and i was like i literally text him that night drunk as shit i was like ah nope Two weeks, brother. <laughs> I was like, I'm done. Like, I'm out. And I literally, I've been like, since November 1st, I've been balls to the wall, learning how to code, learning AWS service. I got my first certification and now I'm working on a job oh, yeah. that might be lined up for yeah, two. But I don't think any other generation would be ballsy enough to fucking leave a job during a pandemic. And be like, fuck it, I'm gonna do something I've never done before and just jump in there. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think our generation, like, it, nobody thinks twice about it. You're just like, yeah, fucking leave. Let's get out of here. Go do something else. Like, <laughs> yeah, I got about two weeks to learn 50 states different mortgage rules. So, like, I don't fuck all about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you're, but you're willing to do it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, 100%. Like, yeah. It just betters you later on down in life. I could yeah. state, I know the ins and out of the mutual funds. And then after that, I know the ins and out of mortgages. Then at the next company, why should we hire you? Well, I'm already trained in all this. Yeah. So like my, you know, knowledge on financial world is vast in terms of investing and financing and shit like that. Like what other person do you have who's willing to bring everything to the table? Yeah, exactly. And it just adds to your resume, like you said. And on top of that, like it shows that you are loyal to yourself 
and that you're a hard worker and that you're willing to put the time in if the company's going to treat you right. I think there's a, a dynamic paradigm shift where employers used to be running the fuck show. And yeah. then we like, I feel like the employers ran the show. And then all of a sudden we had like uh, unions for a long time. And then there was union busters and the unions kind of went to shit. And now the, the company took over again. And now we have a whole generation of people who are like, your company might go down, brother. The, co- the, the, the market might crash and this job will not exist. I have no loyalty here. <laughs> like I am loyal to me and my family. Like that is yeah. it, you know, like I've seen this happen. And you say, oh, we're a good company. Look what happened to Sears. Sears what company is going to say they're a bad company? Of course. Of course. Well, you, you know the work here? Fuck's wrong with you. No. Yeah. <laughs> like you'll the, hate it. The worst employers, the ones we're family. No, you're not. Oh, dude, for uh, real. Oh, that just means you guys, you guys are shit. You guys are complete you're shit. Drinking the Kool Aid. Yeah. 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 God, it's the worst, dude. Like we're not family here. We're just your job. You pay me a paycheck. Our our contract is this. I give you forty hours of my life. You give me the equivalent money that we agree upon. Outside of that. No fucks given. Like I like you every other Friday. That's it. Yeah. This is what it is, man. Hey, State, what are you doing right now for work? I work in uh, factory automation. Nice. So... <laughs> um, are you the, are, are you doing like uh, like machine work? Or are you doing like the coding behind the machine work? I have a buddy of mine who's a machinist, so I'm kind of interested in what you're doing. Uh, I work for a company that does sensors, safety, and uh, inspection equipment okay. in line. So we sell the equipment that helps automate processes. Gotcha. So okay. Basically, my my twenty second speech is: if you can do it with, if you can inspect it with your eyes, or measure it with a tape measure, um, my equipment can do that for you automatically. Okay. Can you do my job then, please? <laughs> Give it about. Five years. Yeah. Probably. Robot Zion here to work. <laughs> well, no, we're, what I do with the string setting is I literally, I pound stakes out and then we set the string line based off the hub and I go off elevation, which is off of the hub with a tape measure and a level, make sure I'm at the right height and then just go across. And then I make sure I'm at my right offset so that way the machine spits it where it's supposed to be. Uh, we're actually moving towards a laser set rather than the old school way of having to pound all these fucking stakes out rather than that i can just set a three leg stand down have it auto level itself ping the laser it'll hit to the machine give it about 500 feet and then i just have to daisy chain each machine every 500 feet but shit can go wrong something gets in the laser something gets on the lens something battery dies like anything could fuck us give it five years yeah (laughs) we got we got like handheld uh things right now at our company where you can you take a remote and a camera and you walk out and you tap different parts and it gives you like micron level measurements and so you're you're measuring like an entire engine block with a handheld device it's pretty cool what the fuck? is that how you measure your penis what's that (laughs) yes nice nice just had to clarify it wasn't small peen fam confirmed (laughs) Small peen gang, brother. Small peen small gang. Peen. All four members of the small peen. <laughs> I'm still pissed that uh, Twitch denied me having that emote. Why? They denied your emote? Peen. Yeah, for bullying or something. I was like... For bullying? Um, It's it's a sign of reverence and love. Right? Self-deprecation. It's self-deprecation, yeah. yeah. yeah it's a community. A small peen family. I just saw that they... Uh, 
you can't say the word fat or call somebody fat on Facebook and they'll ban you. Or not ban yep. you, but they'll what? ban your, or they'll delete your thing and give you a strike or something. Kind of like the though. other three new magic words on Twitch you can't say. Right. What's that? Exactly. Oh, well, no, never yeah. mind. You can't say it. I was, <laughs> but, I forgot we weren't just in a Discord call. How do you, okay, just how talking. Do you, I'm really, I'm, I haven't really thought about it enough, so I don't have a really big opinion on this yet, but what do you guys feel like is going on with the online communities like Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, all the big ones. Like, what's, where, where is this going? Where do you guys see this going in five years, ten years? Like with all this, aboard uh, the, with like with all like, aboard the pussy train. Yeah. You know? So I, I like it's pretty much agree with exactly Zion's statement. Um, I think very much it is just kind of controlled by the very vocal, very left side of the internet. Mm -hmm. Um. And as someone who like who votes liberal and i would identify myself as a liberal one of the weird ones where they're okay with other people um that's a shocker, a shocker. Um, but i think a lot of the rules are made to kind of cater to that vocal loud portion of the internet that's willing to sit there for hours and hours a day and harass people until they get things their way i think it's terrible right um, yeah, a lot of bad, you know, shit has been said on the internet when it was kind of like a wild west. Um, but, you know, not to use the Modern Warfare 2 lobby as the, you know, example of look at how bad it was. At the same God, time, though, so like that, going through that, and like, yeah, like I was terribly made fun of on the internet. And I also terribly made fun of people on the internet. Yeah. We all you know, you live with it, you learn from it, and then you go, damn, that probably wasn't good. Or... You know, unfortunately, you, you love it and you make a career out of it. Shout out Keemstar. Um, <laughs> Shout out. But I, I think it, it shouldn't cater to one side. I think it should be just a set of standing ground rules. Just no harassment as a whole. You can ban, obviously, any racial words. Banning fat, I think, is ridiculous. Um, that's dumb as shit. Yeah. I'm fat. Call me fat. I don't care. I'm not going to get upset because someone else thinks I'm fat. Right. Whatever. Um, they don't pay my bills. I don't care what your opinion is. Right. Um, I think it's just people are, are getting too soft and are typing at too many words per minute for companies to keep up with the hate. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree. There's a lot of parts there I really agree with. K-State, what'd you think? I think we're either going to see a very large backlash um, or we're just going to see paths divide and then there's going to be like a, like a super pussified internet and then modern warfare 2 lobby internet and <laughs> well along with there's not gonna be a middle ground it's just Twitch, gonna be, i don't want to talk is slowly in. digging its own grave oh between yeah the dmca between all of yeah. these new like i, I don't know if you're listening no dmca is just fucking ancient ass copyright rules that haven't been changed since 1942 1991. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Well, it's gonna get to the point where they just automatically auto ban everybody, and then there's not gonna be anybody left to watch or yeah. to stream. And like, be like YouTube, YouTube finally made a clips option, and mm. a lot of people are swarming to YouTube right now because of that. Hmm. Yeah, but YouTube still has DMCA. Yeah, they have yeah. a lot of DMCA. But they've and they even have the bot that'll look for it and take it down. Yeah, I think. So when it comes to the speech stuff, like here's my issue. It's a very human problem. There's a lot of gray area. And I don't think we have the wherewithal or understanding as a society 
at this point to really dive into each individual level, especially when algorithms are coming to play, right? So for example, let's just say we're kidding around. You're my friend, I'm your friend, I call you fat, just a joke, hee hee, you right? The algorithm doesn't know that's a joke. It doesn't understand context. And it doesn't right. understand how that works. And then on top of that, you have somebody reporting that as offensive. So now you have this human element, but that's again, out of a million people, 10,000 people are assholes. 1% are always gonna be assholes. It just is what yeah. it is. And again, the algorithms aren't there to understand what the context of a joke might be or the context of some hate speech. Might be. It doesn't it, It's lumped together in one box. But here's the thing, you ban one thing, now you're opening the door up for worse names and then you have to ban those. And there's more things that are made and you have to ban those. And then all of a sudden, like 15 years down the road, you've banned a million different things. Now, I also take the stance that, yeah, there is definitely some hate speech out there, 100%. Is it we had also a guy huh? apply to be, or he, we had a guy Twitter DM me mm -hmm. asking to come on the podcast saying he was an ex-pro for Tempo Storm and Gen G. Right. And I looked at his VOD, I looked at his stream account, looked at his Twitter. He did not have the followers of an ex-pro player. He did not have the fucking subs or the Twitch history of the VODs. The first two VODs I watched of his stream, he was pretty skilled at Cold War. Mm -hmm. But 12 minutes into the VOD, he's calling his teammate the F word that rhymes with maggot. And uh, he's oh. the guy's name is like Pastor Jeff. And he's like... Go to pray to God to get good fucking skills. You fucking hard. He called him hard R. He called him. Started off pretty good. Jesus the, Christ. The reward. Fill in a T instead of the W word. Like all right. kinds of shit. So like, there is obviously. And I, I think just like everything else in humans. We learn slowly. We grow things slow. And everything's like a pendulum. It swings one way wildly. We figure out that doesn't work. We swing the other way. And so I get I get where they're coming from good intentions. But the problem is if you keep banning people or if you keep banning a lot of words, you're just going to have to keep doing that. You've set a precedence like and where does that where's where does that line end? You know what I'm saying? And no good, com no company, big company, Google, Facebook, Amazon, none of them come up with their formula. They're like, all right, this is our boundary. Because guess what? Once you make that boundary, you're going to someone's going to push it. It's just how it goes as a human right again though like people like that guy right if we're talking about that guy of course if he's going to be that way naturally people are going to go away from him like you know what i'm saying like it kind of solves itself really in the long run because people are gonna be like dude what are you doing why are you saying this like what are you like or they're not gonna watch they're not gonna follow they're not gonna like the the market will correct itself. I'm a, and you know this. You're you're a stock guy, right? You're 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 a financial guy. The markets do correct themselves, but sometimes they do need intervention. Need intervention sometimes, but those should be yeah. looked at cases that are deliberated, not taken care of by an algorithm that doesn't know context. Right? It's like having an F, you know an SEC deliberation made by robots. You, have, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can follow the data, but do they really know what the context behind that data is? Like, they don't. You know what I'm saying? Right. It has to be done by people. But you can't have a fucking... You can't have a, a, a team of people at Twitter, a 10, 10, like, sitting around a round table all day, like, looking at each post, like, did he mean this? I don't know. What are you... It's like what's Activision's your fucking manual ban review for Cold War, or for Warzone and all of that stuff. Right. It's just You've got how many thousands of hackers and accounts getting reported or clips getting reported or people getting reported and right you've got 
10 vote Larry that has to look through how many videos a day and how many clips a day and go, yeah, that's one. Yeah, that's one. Yeah, that's one. Yeah, this guy might be walling. Yeah, that's one. Yeah, this dude's shooting people across the map with a car 98 right. out of the sky. Yeah, that's one. It's like, it's, it's fucking, it sucks. I mean, imagine this. How unmanageable is it for the algorithm to go through all of the content of YouTube? You'd have to hire half the population to go through YouTube videos every day because there is like something ridiculous, like 200 million minutes of YouTube videos posted every fucking minute. Every minute, there are millions of hundreds of millions oh, I mean, of there's millions. hardcore porn on YouTube. A hundred percent. One hundred percent. Dude, and no, it's crazy. There is. Oh, have you guys heard of Minds? Yeah, I've heard of Minds. What's going on with that? So Minds is like a new open source um, social media. And so all of their code is available. You can build off of Minds. Okay. You can build your own your own social media with it. Um, but their reporting and review process is very unique in the space. So that what they do is if a, if content is flagged for like reporting over a certain threshold, I'm, I'm sure it scales, right? So like it's got 10,000 engagements and it's got 50 reports. It's going to flag it, something like that. Right, right. Um, but it goes out to a panel, like a jury almost. So they build a jury of 10 random users. And those users decide whether that content violates the rules or not. Hmm. And so you don't have bots, you don't have, you have all manual reporting, and then it's decided by the users of the app, whether they want that to stay on their platform or not. Interesting. They're giving power back to the people a little bit. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. To play devil's advocate, what if the 10 people they choose are the most hardcore racist you've ever seen? Then it's going to be a hardcore racist app, and yeah. that's the then that's what they want to provide. Then that's what they're going to make. But the but the software is open source, and so somebody else can co-opt it and make the anti-racist version of it. Ah, see, yeah, you can use so from a technological for what my limited knowledge of what I've been learning these past couple of months. They they've built an API underneath a bunch of services, and so they're allowing people to build on top of that API to function out new software. And so, yeah, I don't know the exact ins and outs of it. I'm sure it's got a lot of API work in there, but yeah, yeah, yeah okay. they, they built, they, I mean, they built an infrastructure for you to build off of. I mean, because you could do that technically. You have there's the Twitter API, and there's thousands of other services that are created off the of Twitter API. But Twitter, everybody just goes to twitter.com. No one's going to like, you know, whatever yeah. shit's been made. You know what I'm saying? It's Twat. like com, yeah, probably. whatever. You know, so. But it's cool what they're doing that. I did make a, a an account on Minds like two years ago and I haven't touched it since. I have no idea what's going on over there anymore. Um, it is interesting though. Same thing with like a, the browser Brave. Like they're doing stuff with Brave ads. Brave is nice. Yeah, where they- I'm using Brave currently. Yeah, what they pay you, right? If you're for, if you're getting It's incremental ads. like fucking tiny pennies on the dollar, but yeah. It's the ad I revenue think, that you would have generated. I think right? since I've built the new PC since Christmas, I've gotten like six bucks. Okay. But still, hey, that's that's six bucks that's going to some ad guy in the middle of wherever the fuck he is. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's kind of cool that they're going to give you, like, if you see an ad, they're going to at least pay you your share. Let me look, actually. I think that's how it goes. Is that how it goes? I could be fucking that all up. I could really could. Uh, I'm giving it all up. <laughs> I have no idea. I'm downloading it right now to find out. Yeah, Brave is pretty I sweet. I still though. use Firefox. 
Yeah, I Firefox. have 86,553 trackers and ads blocked, 1.22 gigabytes of bandwidth saved, 1.2 hours of time saved between loads and different cookies and shit being in the way, and I've made $14.86 USD. Like 100 bucks a year. Hey, it's a money, man. That's not bad. And they're paying you what they're going to... They're just paying Facebook instead. But yeah. that's also because... I'm on YouTube. I'm on Twitch. I'm not in people's adware. I'm not watching people's ads unless it's somebody that I want to support. Right. Um, I have ad block with pretty much everything automatically. I run into YouTube. It's just I'm in the video. It's right. Um, if I'm on Twitter or on like Facebook and they have an ad roll before you get to whatever you want to look at, it's blocked too. Right. Is there a cap that they'll stop paying you at? I don't know. Cause like I would just set up my other computer. Download there is play, also no ad block it, and just run wild. You'd be mining also, ads. Yeah. Yeah. It also gives like links to crypto.com, Binance and Gemini, but I've, I haven't fucked with any of those at all. Oh, yeah. Binance is legit. Okay. So since you're a stock guy, and I guess we could talk about this a little bit. Cause I, I, uh, use the day trade now I swing trade. Um, so the stuff with GME, let me hear your opinion. Yeah. Okay. Let me hear your opinion. I want to hear it. Um, stocks only go up. <laughs> no. Diamond hand. I got my uh, fucking titties, boys. Let's go. So I did buy uh, GameStop stock. Okay. Uh, I also sold it uh, when it went over. It was like three. It was over three sixty a share the day that I sold it. I think that's uh, they hit like four twenty. Um, nice. my just sells or my shares cleared at three sixty eight when I sold them. Um. I think if anybody was in that, it's honorable to have the mindset of you're gonna you're gonna shove it to the big to the big guy. Right. I'm gonna go to the bathroom real fast. Keep going. Okay. Realistically, you're not. Um, if you're not playing with money that you're okay to lose, you're gonna put yourself in a bad financial situation. Yep. I don't think anybody should be investing with any money that they aren't okay to lose. Agreed. Um, Keep together strong. <laughs> but. I think if you if you played it right, I think it it was a smart move to get in when the hype was coming up yeah, and selling at the high. I mean, that's really the intent of buying stocks is to make a profit. Mm -hmm. If you put in 50 bucks and sold at 350, like you're making seven, you know, seven times the profit, eight times the profit, you know, whatever. Um, I don't think that it was handled properly by the larger companies. Yeah. Larger companies meaning like um, Robinhood. I, they absolutely have the right to stop trading on a share at any time that they see fit. It's in their end user license agreement. So mm -hmm. selling any shares that you have on your behalf. I think if you don't understand that they have the right to do that on an app like that, then you probably shouldn't be investing in an app right. or you're using an app like that. Um, but those companies, they have to cover every trade that's placed. Yeah. Is, until that is clears. it Melvin Capital, their, their public clearinghouse, right? Yeah, they, they clear with Melvin who also bailed out um, well, they clear, no, they clear with another company who gave money to Melvin. Okay. Um, they clear with like, the So it's like a real yeah. conflict of interest thing from like an outside view on that. Hell yeah. Realistically, a lot of those big companies do a lot of business with each other. So whether it's actually conflict of interest or not, is really just going to be subjective to how you look at it yeah. until like a full investigation is done. Um, but I think people, a lot of uneducated investors who were on the hype train were mad because it got taken away from them for a day and a half. Right. Um, 
you can view that as market manipulation if you'd like. Um, it, it's definitely sketchy um, that it stopped. But you also, when you agree to the terms of conditions, it says that they can stop trading on any app that or, you know, any stock that they see fit. And if they have to cover hundreds and thousands of people pouring 50,000, 100,000, you know, less than that or more into a stock and then selling it at an all time high, they have to cover that. Yeah. Um, at least until everything clears. And, you know, there's only so much money. Yeah. And Robinhood, while they are, you know, backed by a large company, they're not a public company. They don't have any value in the shares that, heaven forbid, if they needed to, they could sell to, to cover some cost. Right. Um, yeah, it sucks that it went down. I think people really kind of understand that it was just a short squeeze. Mm -hmm. Um, and while shorts don't have any expiration on them, that interest does grow. So they're going to have to, at some point, sell yeah. it or pray to God that they can eat the loss. Yeah. I mean, that's, it, that's where it comes down to really is it can't, I mean, those companies are going to have to, if they have to eat the loss, they'd have to get bailed out. Or yeah. go under, or they'd have to, you know, go bankrupt. And then, I mean, and it, if they get bailed out, a lot of times it's going to come from the government. You're still inadvertently fucking paying for it. Yep. 100%. Um, 100%. Yeah. I just don't. I think that it set a really interesting precedent. This is why I brought it up. This is because I think the whole situation brought up a really interesting precedent. This is the first time that we've gotten retail investors to band together and do a market push on a single stock in a big way. Like, for example, if you go to Wall Street Bets, they've been hyping up Tesla forever, yada, 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 right? And it, regardless of your, your evaluation of what Tesla is, it is kind of impressive on how much they've propped up Tesla based on, I mean, back when it was like 23 bucks, they bumped it close to 100 based yeah. on that the truck might come out off of pure speculation which is obviously trading like you you trade on speculation of future potential and well right yeah. right it is what it is right so i get there but everybody else and their mother was like fuck that fuck that don't touch it don't touch it don't touch it and this one group was like nah we touching it like you know what i'm saying like yeah. it's crazy that they're trading like an institution but as a bunch of individuals which is like it, it's just no matter what you think about it that is pretty wild that the age of the internet is now starting to punch back a little bit and where there's some organization, no matter how crazy or cringy or meme filled yeah. it is, like it is something. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't. There's I mean, no Wall Street's that. best. It's, it's a it's a wild west of a hedge fund. Yeah, oh, it is. The videos there are um, fucking hilarious. And too. like GameStop was cash positive when it was worth four dollars, five dollars a share. Like financially, they were in like a pretty decent situation, but mm -hmm. everybody was shorting it, saying they're hoping it's gonna fall. So then your media coverage is just, it's going to fall. And then when someone looks at their books and goes, well, no, like they can sustain themselves for a little while here. I'm going to put a bunch of money in, post it on the internet and say, I'm in for the long haul. Then it starts to go up. People are like, oh, oh shit. Right. Like, yeah, you're onto something. So it's not like people throw on like the market manipulation on it a lot. Uh, sure. If you want to view it that way, it's market manipulation. But if a company is so cash positive, how is it not market manipulation to state that it's you're betting it's going to fall and publicly stating you think it's going to fail? Right. Because you make a profit if it does. 100%. Yeah, you have a short position, a large right. short position, and then of course you want it to go down. And then you're, it's like, I, I, I think in the financial world, and you can please back me up on this if you agree or give me the straight answer, because I don't know. I'm not in the financial market, but 
there is always a type of manipulation at some level, no matter what stock, whatever company you're at. Like, so let's put it this way. If you are Melvin Capital and you have a large right. short position on, on GameStop and then a bunch of crazy internet idiots who you've been spending millions of dollars marketing, sending out, like getting articles written, getting all of these the, this data points and looking at the data points, like, look, it's still going down. I've We created this trend, it's still going. You know, we're doubling down, right. we're doubling down, we're doubling down. Of course you want that motherfucker to fail. Like, look, yeah, what, happened to to look what happened to GE. Like, just look what happened to G I mean, that's another story, but regardless, like, if you have a short position, of course you are biased to having it go down. Regardless if you are right or wrong, and you will put more money, if you have the funds, to make it look like it's going to go down. Like, no matter if they are cash positive. Like, why would you ever say they're doing well? You should never say they're doing well. You have a short position. So you're going to just right. crush the competition. It's you want in any information to be on the negative for it right um, that is technically market manipulation but it's legal because quite honestly i could write a story about you it can't be real you know and you could probably hold me liable we're gonna we're gonna settle it in court just like the sec is gonna settle anything they find about melvin if there was if they deem it as market manipulation melvin's just gonna fucking pay in court and call it a day it's never gonna come to light you know what i'm saying like it's yeah. just it's still even if there the is manipulation there is no counter to it other than just making it more popular kind of like what going back to it what you know wall street bets did they yeah. made it popular through the power of fucking memes and idiots like this came together like nope well and, and the fines for market manipulation don't outweigh the profit that you can make on it 100%. if i can make 100 million you're gonna find me 10 fuck it i'll take 90 million that's i don't still, care that's still a nine to one i'm good um it's still <laughs> worth it I, I, market manipulation will always be a thing yeah. There's no market that it doesn't exist in because somebody's going to be going to gain money. That means someone else has to lose money. Yep. And everything that they can do to make sure that they make money, they're going to do within all legal bounds. Obviously, they can't put any, you know, misrepresented or, you know, false falsified statements out stating like, oh, their outlook isn't good. But if they're going to put a full report on GameStop, they can say, this is why we think it's doing bad everything then very small and like you know size eight font white ink they're gonna be also the cash positive 900 million dollars exactly so i don't know if that's the amount but like they're not gonna focus on that they're gonna focus on the other parts because that's yeah. gonna help them look at all these I bad think, trends we've downgraded we've downgraded again from an uh a, a b plus to a c minus now because it's yeah a, it's gotten these reports and this is what our analysts think but it's if they keep putting it in the the stance of like this is our opinion they don't have to get charged yeah. Even if so they're putting millions of dollars. They need to raise the fines. Well, um, and, and that's what makes... Make, oh, God. If, if you make $100 million off market manipulation, your fine's $150 million. Now yeah. you're losing money on it. You're not breaking even. Now it's costing you money to do it. Yeah, I agree. Um, and the, Yeah, people lose their licenses. Look at like the 2008 financial crisis when everything went down for them selling sh you know, shitty bonds and shitty mortgages and being well aware that they weren't good. They're junk bonds. Yep. What happened? damn near pretty much nothing yes some regulation was stepped in place but not enough to where it's really going to protect it one person went to jail yeah one fucking person went to jail <laughs> only one one yeah. two companies went under one person went to jail that person got out of jail got rehired by another hedge fund it's like yeah fuck they it. get a slap on the wrist and say don't do that also here's money to bail you out yeah white collar crime does not get punished enough i agree a hundred percent a hundred percent dude so dumb okay Stonk strong, ape together strong. 
Okay, what you got? Is are you a Wall Street better? Is that your guy? Are you a trader? Big time. Okay. Uh, I one thing that I do like about Reddit that like CNBC and those other media organizations in the financial world don't do is that uh, the subreddit actually implemented a rule uh, during GME that if you were going to post your opinion or your due diligence on a stock, you had to state whether or not you had a vested interest. Right. Like, okay, I think it's going to go up. Also, I have 50 shares of this. So take it with a grain of sand. They were very open about that. Right. And they implemented that rule in the middle of it because they didn't want to be um, tanked for that market manipulation. And, and I have to respect that to yeah. commend them for that. That's all yeah. I wanted to, that was my input. No, it's a smart way of doing it too. I mean, it's a good way for the mods over there at Reddit to, to knock it out because even, you know, you could be a Joe Schmo from Melvin Capital just sitting there doing a thousand posts a day. This talk, it's going to go down. It's going to go down. Sell your shit, sell your shit. And they just do that forever. But, you know, if you can prove that you have vested interest, you know, all of a sudden that, that cream rises to the top. Of course, deep so, fucking value is a, um, what a guy. Is it, is he's it not a cat. He's not a cat. He's not. Um, I put a link in the Discord if you want to share it. It's entirely up to you. It's called Unbiased Stock. Mm. Um, what it does, it looks at trending stocks and for like Reddit, Twitter, everything like that, that has a lot of hype on it. Mm -hmm. um, now, just for legal reasons, in no way am I offering any financial advice to I anybody here. Yes, good, good, um, good thing there. Yeah. That's a good thing to look at if you want to see what stocks have a potential of going up just based off of hype and internet traffic that mm. pulls them from almost every social media platform. Right. That's a that's a smart one because I use um I use like Finviz and I got I got all my technicals. Are you on the technical side? Or are you on the fundamental side? What side are you on? Um, I would say more on the on the fundamental side. Like a, a lot of my job description, um, I would not offer just as like my own standpoint because the fund wasn't paying me for it. Right. Um, I would not offer any advice to anybody who would ask me. Yeah. Um, I'd say I'm not your financial advisor. Um, you know, you don't pay for that service. So I'm not going to provide it to you. Um, that being said, I mean, if someone asks like, you know, what does the outlook look like for this? I could give them that information, but I would state, you know, this is where the company stands on the outlook. Um, not what I think it's going to do. Right. And that's, that stuff's public too. You know, this is our yeah. outlook on XYZ stock or market or yada, yada, yada. So. And that's smart. I mean, I um I got into day trading on the technical side of things, but I've definitely leaned more towards fundamental sides as I've gone through because I think technicals have a place here and there. Um, because I do you know what book map is? I'm not familiar with. Okay, it. so book map will show in real time on a heat map where the buy and sell orders are uh, for anything for any stock, yeah. and it shows it on in a heat map. So it's great to show. So when you do technicals, you know, you, you can kind of see where the resistance lines literally because you can see the buy and calls right, right there. So you can kind of make some plays off of that. Um, but people online are fucking idiots. So you look at some of these trend lines. I'm like, what is your data? Like, what are you using? Like, do you even know if there's a, a like, well, 30, $30 is going to be a big resistance line. It's like, do you know that? Like, can you see the call and the buy orders? Do you know if there's short positions that are building? Do you know any of that information? Nope. Okay, well then you're just fucking guessing. Like you're just hoping. Right. You're just you're just taking. You're hoping your one to six trade does not turn into a, you know a, a loss. You know what I'm saying? You're just trying to play the you're trying to play the odds. You're you're just gambling. You know, 
love gambling. Gambling. I got a Facebook buddy who asks me all the time. He goes, how do you think about this? What do you think about this? Um, like, should I invest in this? And I'm like, dude, you can do whatever you'd like with your money. Right. Um, cause if I tell you to purchase into this based off of the information that I've seen and like their financial outlook and how they're managed and what they're, you know, shooting for and what their realistic goals are in the next five to 10 years. And it doesn't follow that. And I told you to put money in, you're not going to get mad at the company. You're going to get mad at me. Exactly. Um, exactly i mean for uh 70 years everybody and their mother had pensions and money into ge and look at ge now i mean it's not like it's a bad company never was a bad i mean well some of the ge retirement plans aren't even serviced by ge anymore oh that's good well the sec made them spin off ge capital after uh, yeah uh, i think state street global advisors handles a lot of the ge funds now okay let me rephrase that State Street Global Advisors handles a lot of the GE funds right now. I just right. know that from personal experience of yeah. handling their stuff. Yeah. So it's just interesting to see that that stock was like a, a gold standard. But I think I tell anybody who's interested in the stock market or just trading or just investing in general, just uh, again, like you said, the golden rule is never invest money you're not willing to lose. Because no matter what we could say, 20 years ago, everybody would have said, put your retirement into GE. And now look at it. It's fucking almost you know or same thing with sears sears around for 110 years and now it's diversify your money <laughs> yeah. also read about the shit that you're going into <laughs> don't just put money in because it's a big name like tesla or, you know, read dump all your better. dump all your money in chick-fil-a and then they get racist and then shit goes south <laughs> yeah yeah okay we have barely talked about gaming what are we playing right now we're we playing today what's going on what are we doing you're addicted to valheim k-state started I've played it. Are we talking Valheim? Are we talking Valheim? No. Um, I've played a little bit of Valheim, mainly that, that one day for about six hours. Um, my gaming time, it's, it's so short um, from when I'll have the time to do it. Um, drop now, in, drop out. I, yeah. yeah, very drop in, drop out. And for me, COD is perfect for that. Um, I played Crunker a lot, if you're familiar with it. Um, no, what is that? It's an IO game. It's like a browser game. It's browser shooter. It's like Roblox fucking CSGO. Yeah. Okay. Um, I get kicked from almost every lobby that I'm in. People think that I'm hacking. Oh, because you're savage at it? I'm just real. I have real good snappy aim. Oh, okay. Um, like I'm real good at snapping to a target. My aim mm -hmm. in general isn't that good, but that game... I'm the reverse. I have better tracking than snap. Right. Yeah, I'm way better snapping than tracking. Um, And that game, you die so fast that I can snap to you and kill you before you can adjust your aim. Right. So a lot of times because it's a free game, there's hackers in there. So they just go, oh, you're hacking and get kicked all the time. Right. Um, That's fun. Mainly con. I have like an hour a day that I play getting active again. I got put on some weight after I stopped working out. So yeah, well, we'll talk about working out after this. I'm going to talk to K state about what the hell he's doing over there. And I need to, to you. I heard anytime you, you go lifting. to jump on cold war, I need a reason to play. I haven't been wanting to play by myself. If you and see just, me on Discord, there's a 95% chance I'm playing Black Ops. Because just running pubs by myself is boring and playing zombies by myself, just grinding out Dark Aether sucks ass. There was a point where I found that really enjoyable and now I don't. Fun yeah. fact, if you ever see both me online and K-State online showing green. Or playing 2v2. We're, we're playing 2v2s, but there's a 3v3 one now. Um, but we're typically in a Discord call. So just message one of us and we'll pull you in. Because a lot of times we don't like to talk to people in the Discord. I've been playing more so a lot of Rogue Company, and I've actually started last night was the first time I played it in a long ass time. Uh, Siege. 
I picked it up Bro. with I picked it up with a buddy of mine and Travada and we were playing a little bit for I don't know maybe four or five just quick play non rank no band matches and I had fun I got like second or third every time and I was doing okay it's just the reactive angle peeking of you need attention. to pay the slightest attention to doorways and fucking angles and if you see a head pop you better be shooting immediately oh. <laughs> yeah I gotta, I gotta do a shout out real quick somebody who else is on the podcast just uh subscribe for a full fucking year man good old Cheers. spanky i spanky dude appreciate that one year man well, I congrats gotta show on the you. year yeah man that's crazy full year. we've been enjoying uh rogue company as well i got me and the moose again and a couple of the of the like the game night crew and so on and some other people playing it it's a good free to play it's not a lot of people are like sad that it's not getting the esports like appreciation as a valorant or a cod mm. but i don't think it's like there's to me there's minimal skill gap in that game you can jump on and fry as long as you get comfortable with a gun or two right and that's yeah. so rogue company is always in this weird uh it's a weird vibe man it's like it's third person competitive shooting is such a niche like i don't understand why they thought that would be a valorant or... to me it's not competitive like i yeah. haven't even played the ranked mode i only play it for pubs right and when i'm dropping a combined namusi yin and i combined for 105 kills in a strikeout match what a strikeout yeah 12 respawns four individual it's 4v4 there's 12 extra lives not counting your starting set there's a middle point that rotates around the map each round it's first best three out of five uh you spawn in you just try to push the point if you hold the point to the uh allotted time it reduces one respawn from the enemy team if mm -hmm. either team is at zero and that point is capped they win the round okay so, it's so round there, there is respawning okay it's not yeah it, it's it's you have limited respawn you have 12 lives after your first one and it's shared between the entire team so if okay. your team just gets fucking hosed the first time through you're down right. to eight lives okay, okay. that's it. similar to control for call of duty minus the if they hold a point you lose lives yeah okay. it's it's a good time i like that one they have an s and d mode they have like it's called demolition Fuck it's the it. first to seven wins so on match. round six it flips sides so if you just six oh the motherfuckers and then you switch side back to a pistol round you can win real fast hmm. um the buy system in it has an economy system uh in that strikeout mode too with the respawns the only one that doesn't have an econ system is I think they called it uh there was an extraction mode, I think. And it was um it's like there's 40 lives for both teams, and it's just fucking pure chaos. There's like guns right. on the ground you can loot and just start frying with, like it's back and forth. It's just an interesting game, and I wonder what their long term is gonna be. And I was gonna say too, Siege did a great job at coming back from the grave. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? They've done an amazing job rebuilding and redoing stuff. I don't. Do you think Rogue's gonna have that going on? I don't think Rogue has the same platform as Siege. Yeah, that's true too. Like it, its main support has come from Doc, who had his own map and his own character made. Yeah. And Hundred Thieves, who invested in their own skins in the game, but they're the only two like big esports things or streamers that have invested in the game. Right. What K State? What are you playing nowadays, man? If you're still playing anything, uh, I'm playing that COD. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, brother. 
Hell yeah, brother. Gotta get, get those chimney cheese. You doing the uh, war, war zone or just uh, straight up COD? Um, a little bit of both. Okay. I'm debating getting in the war zone just because I could use it as an avenue of growth. I know I'm good at COD. And if you have two or three good loadouts, you can just full send. <laughs> Playing a little uh, Breath of the Wild there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you excited for the second one? Uh, it'll be fun. I'm excited about it. And then I've been playing a lot of just a lot of Switch games on right. my own time. And then Apex. And uh, have you guys ever played Satisfactory? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I've played it. I've played. No. I've played Dyson Sphere. Have you seen that? Never played that. Okay. Is it if better? You, if you like, if you like Satisfactory, this is I called do. Dyson Sphere, and I've played on the side. And basically, what it is, it's like you get dropped onto one planet. Like you can see the whole planet. You have to build up your technology to be able to build an energy source around a sun. So it's like you start instead of just one planet, you start literally on one world to build up all these resources, all these factories, upgrade, 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 go to other planets, and then all of a sudden build a star. Like it's crazy. It's just nuts. So you would uh probably not I probably should never said that because you probably would play that until like 4 a.m. If you like satisfactory, well, that's like satisfactory. I played 40 hours in a week. Yeah, okay, yeah. That's yeah. 11 with fucking Valheim. Dude, Valheim is he dropped, so You dropped fucking 52 hours in your first week. Yeah, you know, you things did. things happen, man. You know, just, you know, what are you going to do? <laughs> Dude, something cool. about, there's something about Valheim, and everything I try and tell people is the like... nostalgia. It's not just nostalgia. It's, it's the old school way of gaming. Like, it's kind of like, uh, it's like Morrowind... Minecraft and World of Warcraft Classic had a baby in they in Viking because they give you basically no quests and then you have to just kind of figure shit out and that's all you have to do. So on the ba on the base premise there is a storyline but it's just very vague like go kill these these bosses to get into Valhalla. That's the only thing they give you. They give you the location of the first boss. But after that you're on your fucking own. Like they don't tell you where to get gear. They don't tell you how you're supposed to get gear. You don't. They don't tell you anything else. And they randomly generate the the maps, so you have no idea. Like you can't go online and be like, oh yeah, go to the northwest part of the map, and it'll give you exactly what you need. Oh, yeah, we've there. had exploring crews like have to venture out for like two hours at a time till all their gears broken, and they have to be like, okay, we're gonna sneak back to home base. Yeah, like you just have to, or you know, the building in it is pretty fun. Um, just the systems in general, but then the like everything you do, there's no rules, but there's also adventures at every turn. And that's the cool part. Kind of like World of Warcraft Classic in that sense of like you go to a new area, you don't know shit about the area. And then all of a sudden you're like, you're in some shit. Like you're, you're, there's higher level enemies or there's, you know, PvP that's going on. You have to run away. You know, there's like there's stuff happening everywhere. Like you can walk into... From the meadows, you can walk into Black Forest, and all of a sudden you're in a different world. And you're like, oh shit, I just found this place. And then all of a sudden a troll comes through, and you're like, oh fuck! Like, you know, just that randomized engagement, and then they spawn events that'll happen randomly. Like, all that stuff combined is just like, it's just an amazing, amazingly good time. And especially when you play with other people. Because then you can like, pull resources, go on Viking raids. Like, there's just so much you can do. It's ins it's just insane, and it's still an early access game. They're gonna add new stuff too, which is even crazy. Like this is this is the base game. It's already this good, you know. 
Like it's so good. And shout out, I just bought a new server so that way we could uh that okay, if anybody wants to play, we're starting a new server starting tomorrow, so everybody can start fresh and just start so, up yeah. again. I may be interested in starting fresh with you guys. I have a, a very big problem when I play a game similar to like Valheim or even like WoW, for example, where unless I'm in like right at the beginning, I hate when I go into a game and just get shit like here, here, yes. here, here. We're doing all this. And I'm like, how the, how the fuck did I even get this shit? Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't. Yeah. I hate being, I hate the game of catch up. You worded it perfectly. That's my hate. That's my issue with MMOs. Like if I wanted to get back into Destiny, I'm now three seasons behind. I've right. missed X amount of exotics, X amount of items, X yeah. amount of, like, I have to refigure all the new planetary materials. I have to get used to the new stasis stuff. I have to fucking re-evolve and relearn how to do PvP because it's completely different than it was back when I used to play. Exactly. I think that's only worth it if you do it with someone who's in the same situation as you. Yes. Yeah. I, Everybody starts fresh at, like, a certain level or something for Destiny 2, but... Um, I, I consider starting a new server like starting a new server. Like you remember back in the day on WoW Classic? And like, did you ever do this? Okay, there's a new, you're, you're playing on a server, you make a character, you get to like level 25, level 30. And at the beginning, they're like, oh, we're announcing 10 new servers. If you'd like to start again, you can't move, you can't move characters. Yes, over. I would. <laughs> yeah. I would be there did day you, fucking one. And I'm saying, did you hear the rush. BlizzCon thing that wasn't talked about? They hinted at it, and I actually read up on this. Okay, what do you got? They're talking about doing conjoined servers, Alliance and Horde. They already have that. Not just like PvP Arena and PvP like the other stuff. No, they they're talking about having, because the player base on some servers are so small. Yeah, they have they're, that. They're shared servers. No, okay. what, no, what they've, no, no. What they've done is they've revamped the entire PvP system where now you can just toggle on PvP, period. So that way you can be on a PVP, an RP, a PVE server. None of that matters anymore. They just literally have a toggle. So that way you don't get stuck on a PVP server or get stuck doing just PVE. So what happens is you go to the main town, you go to like Stormwind, and then you click on PVP, and then it just it instances you to other players who are also doing just the PVP mode activate. So that's just how they did it. It's just it's a smart way of doing it. You can't have a million servers in you know, what if you're level 50 and you don't want to PvP and then you go and try and get some mats you kept getting ganked? Like, some people love that, but, you know, they're not going to... Well, that's just PvP only, right? I, th yeah, I think what Zion, if I only. didn't understand correctly, saying, like, the PvE aspect of it, they're going to be linking those so lower pop servers would be able to still feel like they're in a larger pop. Oh, so are they getting rid of the... Uh, so they have something called a, a, a world server. So it's like, they'll take three servers and then you're linked together so the populations seem denser are they just going to link everything together is that what they were saying zion yeah they were they were talking about just taking like active servers mm -hmm. and merging like the alliance side and the horde side wait, wait, that's wait, what wait, the guy wait, wait, what wait, do you wait, mean wait. merge them merge the, yeah what do you mean by merge them so if there's like a there's so what was the one that we played on we played on like bleeding hollow or whatever I don't yeah, have yeah. enough invested in WoW to know really what I'm talking about, but I looked into this article and it was the guy was talking about they were discussing merging Alliance and Horde servers passively. So say you have the Horde and doing their whole thing on one side, and then you have the Alliance playing on a completely separate server doing their thing. Okay. And they were talking about making it connected between both and just if you want to go do horde tasks you can go do horde tasks if you want to go do 
alliance okay. stuff, you can go do alliance stuff. Rather than have to split your characters and have to pay to get a move to different servers, you would just, bam, be able to do them on same server. I'm looking at it right now. They're trying to literally merge the alliance and the horde together, period. Just you cut out right at the end there. Oh, they're, they're trying to get rid of the horde and the alliance, period. As just they're making it one faction. I think oh. that's what they're doing. Sure. I don't know if I like that. I the way the storyline is going, it makes sense that they're kind of going in that direction because you're kind of in Shadowlands. There's Horde and Alliance near you like at all times. You're kind of just interacting. All the main characters are like Thrall, Proudmoor, different races. Anduin, They've kind yeah. of been doing that already. And really, PvP is only in... It's really only in arenas right now or bgs and you can queue as anything and you can even change factions in pvp now if you wanted to regardless like if you have a low like again if you have a low pop server or alliance is just fucking murdering your so if i'm on a board, populated pvp server though and uh -huh. there's now no longer a faction what's the point of the being in like an overworld pvp because you just you can you can just overall just do uh just your fight pvp anybody? button yeah you just do your pvp button and just fight anybody who's got pvp on I mean, it's kind of okay, but then it's gonna be a fucking mad dash unless you're grouped up. I get I don't know how they're gonna do that. That makes no sense. Like, you're right. Like, if I hit the PvP button, anybody can gank me? Anybody? Literally anybody. Like, that doesn't seem right. That doesn't seem right. And it's weird because it's I've played 15 years of hate of World of Warcraft, and in 15 years, there's always been factions. So what the hell are they yeah. gonna do? Like What's what's going on here? Why are they making it a third faction? Like, I mean, I get why the horde wouldn't want to be alone anymore because they're trash. Yeah, so I mean, it's true. I understand. I mean, I get it. Um, you know, because Alliance is a bunch of pussies. You know, it's fine. I get that. You know, they don't they don't want to keep getting their ass beaten in BG. You know, they'd rather join the team. It's fine. I on the bright side, Alliance don't have discount Shreks, so it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 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 Don't hit on new trolls. Okay, You're hitting on the Zandalari now. Okay? K State, you like MMOs, man. I play Destiny sometimes. That doesn't count. That's his MMO. Is Destiny an MMO? <laughs> Technically, they. I've had a Dutch MMO. Riot podcast. I almost I reinstalled Division Two, but I haven't launched Ooh. it. No, we're done with that. I'm done with that game. Never touching it again, ever. Hey, State. But if I could, if I could get you into Val. So what are you doing in Valheim? Let's talk. Cause that's kind of like an a small okay what are you doing what are you, what no. are you building where are you at you cannot convince us you, that valheim is like an mmo hey it's not okay it's it's a survival it's game. minecraft it's it's rust it's in minecraft. minecraft yeah it's survival game and it's it's like a builder like minecraft so it's not an mmo but you do I just MMO shit. and i mess around with my friends i i played six hours and three and a half of it was just blasted we were just in there hanging out and talking and i was just blasted so you're you're a viking you gotta be blasted that's how you play, yeah that's how you play the game like that's what you do that's, that's yeah how i it mean goes. i got into it because the boys were playing and i was like sure i'll hop into it right. um i don't know what we're doing yeah okay let's talk <laughs> i'm just an extra, i'm an extra bow and arrow dude <laughs> yeah, there you go you could be the back guy the archer dude just chilling yeah like legless. I there you go all right, let's start working out here. Vaughn, I hear you're picking up lifting. So, yeah, I, as I think we talked last time, I was in like the middle of my like weight loss at the time. So I went from 225 down to 180 in the span of like four months. Jesus. Uh, yeah. That's and I was fast. on like a super strict diet. I was 
running five days a week um ended up hurting my leg um just the muscle just was like super sore for like a month and it would hurt every time that i would run um so i had stopped and then when i stopped doing that i like was like well i want a pizza um <laughs> so then i just kind of fell off the diet and went back like heavy carbs and like junk food again right and i weighed myself a little while ago and i was up to uh, 193 and i was like if i don't catch this now i'm five seven so that's like heavy oh, okay um but i was like if i don't catch this now i'm gonna just slide back to where i was before right. so yeah i started um and I have a new like regiment that I'm going to try for it. Uh, I'm not going to run five days a week. Mm-hmm. I'm going to kind of do like upper body one day, uh, then running the next, and then I'll do legs and then I'll do core and then I'll take a day off and then I'll run. Um, so I want to do it to where I'll, I'll run like three times a week. And then in between I'll do either upper core or legs. Okay. Then make sure that on like Sundays, I don't do anything. Yeah. Um, you get to rest days for sure. So just have the rest day. And I'm going to go not full keto because I, I, I'll i kill myself, frankly, um, if I can't eat carbs to an extent. So now yeah. I'm just going back to limiting the carbs. But I like a diet planner tracked out that gives me meals um, to go back on cutting out. Like this is my last day of junk food. I have 20 pizza rolls in the freezer waiting for me. Is my there you final, go. My final send off. Get that cheat meal. Um, I have an Oreo shake from five guys from last night that I didn't do. Hell Yeah. Um, so I said that my goal then would be June 1st to get down to 150. Man. Um, so I am going to crank it out the ass. My calorie intake, I've set a limit on it to be 1700 a day. Um, and when I was working out last time, I was burning roughly anywhere between 2,800 to 3,000 a day. That's a lot. Um, that's a lot. Yeah, if you're burning 3,000 calories and you're in a 1,700 calorie deficit, it's way too many calories that you're burning on a single day. It's probably what led to your injury. Well, I think the injury was just for me because that happened right at the end when I was like beginning to eat more. Surprised Matt um, didn't jump in and say your injury was just you being a little bitch. <laughs> um, like, I, wasn't, I wasn't stretching. I wasn't taking care of anything mm-hmm. when I was like, I would just get up, go run. That was it. Right. I didn't warm See, up. I might I didn't still stretch. have a roller. Um, See, I think I didn't the, have a yeah. I have a roller now. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I have like a, a massage gun. I have. Yeah. You know, I looked up actual proper stretches for stuff, and since doing that, I haven't had any injuries with it. I just overworked myself too fast. Um, with it. Um, yeah. Let me. Uh, like, let me yeah. I'll put a disclaimer out there before I jump in. For anybody who's listening, I am a personal trainer. I am certified under ACE. You can look my name up. I'll give you my name if you're interested. But regardless, uh, every person is different, and any information I'm giving to these two is for these two. You, you know, if you're interested, talk to me outside of this because I don't want to like you go and give, you know, Vaughn's information might not work for you. You know what I'm saying? It's it's very individualistic when it comes to like talking about that. I can send you if you'd like. Uh my scale that I have is like full body measurements. Okay. Um I can send you that stuff if you want to give me like an actual stylized Dude. input on it. Dude, yeah, on top of that, if you talk to me off screen too cuz I have a training yeah. program that I have called Trainerize. I use that for all my friends and my wife, everybody, and I just make plans for everybody. Cuz if you're interested in having like an actual workout plan that's tailored yeah absolutely 
Because I can make something that, like, will talk off screen and, like, I'll get an idea and I can track your progress, like, on my phone. I'm like, oh, you did this. Oh, you skipped this day. Like, what's going on? You know what I'm saying? Like, I can, yeah, I can yeah, actually, yeah. like, be a trainer. Um, but regardless, all right. So here's my first thought. Um, you lost way too much fat way too quickly. Um, and it seems counterintuitive, but you should be losing anywhere between 1 to 1.5 pounds per week. That should be your standard. So if you went from 225 right. to 185, you lost 40 pounds in four months. I lost. So I went from, I'm so I went from January 14th, 2020, okay. um, to August 28th. Um, okay, so a little my bit time longer. frame isn't as good. A little bit longer. Yeah. I lost 42.20 pounds, 10.4% body fat, and 6.8 BMI. That's good. No, it's really good. So your body fat percentage went down really well. That's good. Um. I'd recommend for working out. So I don't know, this case, this goes to you too, man. Okay. When it comes to lifting weights, the two biggest things are form hundred percent for like form and slowly. Okay. Unless you're going, are you trying to be a bodybuilder? Anybody here trying to be a bodybuilder? No, no. I just want to be shredded, bro. Okay. You want to be shredded. Okay. I'm going to give you the, the, let me, let me give, and this is general advice for everybody in the fucking podcast. You want to be shredded, cut your calories out, find your, your maximum calories you're supposed to eat to maintain, cut it by 400. Okay, 400. Go to the gym at least three times. You want to do straight training at least three times a week and then cardio two times a week. If you do that, that is the magic bodybuilder number right there. And it's it's most attainable. Because if you go to the gym, you fucking murder yourself, you have not only a higher chance of hurting yourself, which will just put you to not be able to work out, and that's counterintuitive, or you'll do so much damage to your muscles that and not probably feed it enough where you actually lose muscle mass. So there's literally like there's a balance to it. All right. Um, but three times a week and perfect form, four sets of 10 at perfect form with lower weight, like two seconds up all the way extended two seconds back down is going to do fucking wonders. I mean, it really will like straight up. They will do a lot for you, but you do every exercise that way. And that's the hard part. Most people want to do like they want to a do a fuck run over what they need to do or way too heavy. And then their form is shit. And then all of a sudden, like, for example, I, when I used to train people back in the day, like, here's the problem. Like grandma come in 70 years old. She wants to do squats. I'm like, cool. Let's see what your, your squat looks like without any weight. Her knees would bow out. Like you're going to have these deficiencies that these balance deficiencies. You don't even know you have. So without correcting those first, any weight you add on that's over your your maintenance is going to start doing damage to you without you knowing it. Like you might hurt your right, you might hurt your right hip because you did a squat and you went too far and you pulled an IT band. And then all of a sudden now your left knee hurts because you're leaning onto or off of the right hip and now you're putting pressure on your, your left knee. And now if you start doing cardio on that, even if you feel okay, you still might hurt your left knee now. And that'll put you more problems with the other hip. So it's like having, everything's in balance, really, really in balance. And you have to do things right. Cross country for three and a half years. My left knee's fucked when I'm at work. I sometimes put a, like the little slide on wrap on mm -hmm. it because uh, I actually injured my right ankle. I shattered part of it during a race, which was fun. Ooh and uh finished the race and then i was benched for like six months and the first time i tried to go out my left leg gave out it was because i had been using the left so much instead of the right yep that's a ha it happens all the time and as you get older so you can't also just do cardio that's also a myth 
you will build some muscle with cardio and yes you can do cardio and it is it is good for your heart health and it is good for weight loss i'm nothing against cardio but the problem is everybody needs to start thinking very long term like if you do cardio only as you get older you will begin losing bone density after the age of 40 you start losing bone density there's nothing you can do about it it's just time just natural so without any form of muscle strengthening activities you will not gain bone mass density on the flip side you cannot do just working out either with weights because if you just do that then your your cardiovascular system will not keep up with the growth of your new muscles and you will actually have more fatigue less endurance and then you'll still have problems because you have a higher risk of not getting blood flow to muscle groups so then all of a sudden you have the opposite you have good bone density, but no blood to get there because you haven't built the capillaries up. So there's a there's a very fine balance on both. So again, three days a week of training, two days a week of cardio, one day a, a week of, tr of rest. Two days That's of, only five of rest. Days. You, two days of rest, you're good. Okay. I mean, I count like a rest day. Like I take my dog on a walk. That's my rest day. You know what I'm saying? Like a rest. I'm not, not, nothing physically exerting. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I suppose. Aside from me running, I get on average probably like nine to ten thousand steps in a day. Ooh, that's good. That's really good. What you need. Hey, stay. How's your cardio over there? It's pretty good. I, I usually like when I go to the gym, I warm up with uh like a two to five mile bike. Hell yeah, that's good. So that's okay. my. And then I sometimes end on stairs. I love stairs for some reason. That's good. That shit gets me fucked. Yeah, that's good. So, all right. So for K State. Okay, yeah. you're over fucking lifting. Just from what we've talked about, I know you are. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. I know you a, are. I, I, I train with uh, CrossFit boys, so we like to really hurt ourselves. Okay, you know what Rapto <laughs> is? You know what Rapto is? No, what's okay. that? <laughs> okay. Rapto is when your body starts eating the proteins of your muscle mass because it actually doesn't get enough, and then literally you have to go to the hospital for it because you'll, you'll start pissing like, you, you'll piss brown, You'll be super dehydrated. Your body cannot get enough protein and enough water, and your muscles will literally start eating itself. It's called rhabdosomiasis or something like that. It's called rhabdo for short. Ask your CrossFit buddies about rhabdo because it's actually the uh, best kept secret of CrossFit. <laughs> like, a lot of people at CrossFit get rhabdo. It's pretty Listen, bad. Pissing brown is pissing excellence. <laughs> yeah. So here's the thing. Okay. Um, when you're lifting, the goal is for exertion. There's something called, um, there's a theory of progressive overload that works for your body. Basically, when you lift um, something heavy, your body remembers it and says, okay, for the next time that we lift something heavy, we want to have muscles in place to make this easier. That's what it does. Just your muscles naturally do that, right? If you go over a certain threshold, now your body's like, that was way too fucking heavy for us. We need to repair and just try and maintain. So there's this, again, there's a balance to the amount you do, which is why you have to have perfect form. Slow reps is the best way to build not only strength and endurance, but also have the toning that you want. So for you, I'd recommend, dude, four sets of 10, perfect slow, three seconds down, three seconds up. If you do that, I get, first of all, by the fourth set, you'll be fucking dead. You're going to be tired, but you won't have the burnout. Okay, that's the difference. I think that your issue is actual muscle endurance, not you're, you're having fatigue after a long time. But if you're going for just explosive, which is fine, like you can do explosive moves like athletes do it all the time, but they do explosive moves once or twice a week. And then on top of that, they have ample amounts of rest. And I mean, they're doing hot sauna, cold baths, 
massages. Like, they have shit that you don't have, that you're not gonna do. Like, unless you're getting massage every day, you've got, you know, a cold bath, hot sauna, cupping. Like, they have, these are multi-millionaires. Like, <laughs> they have the resources. But for regular Joes like me and you, it's gonna be a structured setup. And then on top of that, what you really want is every two months, you want to switch up the workouts. That's where everybody fucks up. You don't want to plateau. So that's the point of having a trainer is you have somebody that says, okay, you're, we've gotten you from here to here. Now we need to get you from here to here. How are we going to do that? Maybe that's progressive load. Maybe we do a heavy month, right? Instead of doing three, four sets of 10, now we're doing three sets of six, but we're doing 80% of your one rep max, right? Um, let me give you some key tips. Number one, find your one rep max for every major exercise. Yeah, have you done that? Do you know what your max weight is for a squat? Uh, no, I don't know what it is right now. Okay. I would probably put it around two, 250 probably. You might surprise yourself. You might just try and find your one rep max for everything because that's going to be your baseline on how to build out your weights. So do a squat, do a, do a uh, overhead press, do a bench press, do a uh, leg lift or excuse me, do a, a deadlift, deadlift and do a, a leg press those five exercises figure out what your one rep max is and when you do that you don't want to like come off the street and then just fucking try and press like you lead up to seeing how high you, you just start at the low weights and you just keep adding on until you can't do it anymore, right find your one rep max and then from there start out we can start you start then you have data you have percentage yield right number two are you using just a scale to measure yourself right now for your weight uh i have a scale that does weight and then it does body fat percentage, but I don't know how good it is at that. Okay. I would also <laughs> recommend everybody getting a tape measure. It's like a like a like a uh, like a tape measure you find um for like uh clothing. You know what I'm saying? So you measure your neck, you measure your shoulder length, you measure your biceps, your measure your waist, you measure your thighs, you measure your calves. Just hold just do it once a month. See where you're at. Because sometimes in Vaughn, you probably notice this, like when you start losing weight. Sometimes a scale doesn't move, but your clothes fit better, right? So you yeah. might stay a certain weight, but then you're actually your clothes are fitting better. So without having those measurements, like you, you could be plateaued at a certain weight. Like I had something I called the 220 push. I was 220 for four fucking months, but I, my biceps grew by two inches and my chest grew and my waist went down by two, three, two and a half inches. But scale is 220. I just couldn't break it for like the fucking longest time. Like just couldn't. <laughs> So without having that data though, that's what fucks a lot of people up. Like a lot of clients that I've had, they get screwed up because like, I've been the same weight forever. It's like, well, you're weighing yourself every day and you haven't measured yourself. How do you know if you're getting better? Like what data do you have to prove that you're getting better or worse? Like you've got nothing except one scale that tells you you're a certain weight. Because that's just not gonna help you. <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't help you. Um, so the two big ones, okay? How do you feel about calisthenics? Like that being your primary source of like, not lifting weights, but if I did like push-ups, sit-ups, yeah, that kind of it's fine. that kind of stuff instead. Mm -hmm. No, calisthenics okay. are fine. You can do full body exercises that way too. The, the goal is strength training in general. You're putting, again, overloading the muscles that you have. That is the key. That's 100% the key. Whether that's push-ups or, or bench press, doesn't matter. As long as you're getting that progressive yeah. load and you're constantly doing it. So for you, if you're doing push-ups, maybe one month is regular push-ups. The next month is one foot push-ups. 
the next month will be diamond push-ups like you keep like progressively making them harder right right um, and that's that's the hard part a lot of people will just do push-ups and like oh i do 100 push-ups a day great in six months that's gonna be easy for you man and then what your muscles are gonna your muscles are gonna say okay this is good we're good no more growth we're fine this is good you know well, you i suppose for pushing. me yeah i don't want to gain any muscle right yeah um but even cutting, like, the more muscle mass you have, the more natural calories you will burn. Like, your natural maintenance will go up because your calories that yeah. you need per day will go up as well as your muscles grow. Right. Just is what it is. Like, it's just how, it's just physics. Because no matter what diet you do, it's calories in, calories out. It doesn't matter. Well, right, yeah. It doesn't, it literally, you can choose any diet. You do the carnivore diet, you be vegetarian, doesn't fucking matter. It's all about calories in, calories 100%. So... Is what it is, dude. Dude, we did two hours. I flew. It's already there. It's already done. We barely talked about gaming, but we got to fucking chill, man. That's what it's all about. Not too shabby. Not too shabby. Two hours in, two hours out. Okay, Belheim, <laughs> if you guys are interested in coming to play, I'm starting a new server tomorrow. Tomorrow night. For my stream. I'm off work tomorrow, so. Perfect. Um, What I'm going to do is I have my character. Zion, this is for you, too. I'm going to put all my gear, all of it. Literally, except for like the hammer, because you can make it out of fucking wood. But anything that is a bonus or a boost, I'm getting rid of and putting all my gear away on my other server. So I just. But your keep argument my against that is you're keeping all of your stats. I just want my stats. I want to keep growing my stats. I want the same character, but just I'm going to start gear from fresh. I want all my recipes and all my stats. And that's it. Um, How does that work when my wood cutting is at 68? We're going to. Yeah, it's, you're going to have a stone hammer. You're going to get to 69, dude. Yeah. Uh, I'm, dude. You start getting over plus 60, the leveling takes fucking forever. So you're going to be with a stone axe, like one hitting fucking, you know, <laughs> trees and shit. But Give me that elder bonus and yeah, I can. Right. But we want the skills, but the, no gear. Just we're going to leave with the gear. Or if you want, everybody can just start new characters. So I haven't really figured it out, but I think we're going to keep my And character. the other thing is yeah. this time, now we know ahead of time, fire arrows for elder. Right. Yeah. Mace and fucking frost arrows for bone mass. Like, right. We're going in with advanced knowledge this time rather than flying in blind and going, why the fuck can't we kill this tree root bastard that right. spawns little branches that are whacking us? The fun part's going to be we all have like we all have to get copper again. So we, we better find, you know, we're going to have to make roads and like go track copper. We're all going to have to get boss kills again. You know, we're going to have to figure everything out from scratch again and we'll do it together. So that's the fun part of starting over. Again. So if, if you want to as well, K-State, you're more than welcome to join in too, man. Uh, I'll think about it. Okay, think yeah. about it. You can call me blasted. Just call me blasted. Tomorrow now, doesn't work for me, but another night. Okay, another If you fine. keep this a little bit smaller than the OG server and just letting everybody and their uncle come in like last time, uh -huh. we need to keep it so everybody who logs can just keep whatever gear they get because logging out and having to dump your gear in a chest so next up Andy can take your gear is kind of annoying. No, we'll do that. No, I, I have some differences. I, we'll talk more on Discord and like I'm going to... Once everybody comes in, we're gonna have a little sit, little meet and greet. We're gonna we're gonna figure out some some rules of the road. Plus, I have some ideas for the server because I have admin console controls, and uh, yeah, we're gonna have some fun. I can spawn events whenever I feel like, so you know that'll be good. So, can you have <laughs> chat spawn events? Uh, yes, that's a great idea. We can also do that too. Good channel point reward. I'm writing that fucking. I'm going to go make some food and down that Oreo milkshake. Okay, cool, man. All right, before we leave, all right, where can people find you? Where can they follow you? When the fuck are you streaming again? So that way everybody knows. Um, 
if you want to follow me on Instagram, I have one that I use for a lot of like nature picks that I'd prefer the follow on. The Adventure uh, Champion. It's just Adventure Champion. Uh, but yes, um, that would be ideal for me. Uh, Twitter is just Champion Vaughn. Twitch, just don't even worry about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we start playing. Okay. Me go live. If you guys want to get me into that fucking COD play, if you're getting League player 2v2 or 3v3s, get me in there. I'll play with you. Okay. Yeah, we'll get you in. All right, uh, K State. Where they find you, man? On Twitter, K State official. Uh, Instagram, just follow my dog, Ho Paws of Holly. Um, How do you spell that? Me. Just P A W S. P A W S O F H O L L Y. All right, I'm posting it in chat right now, so people can check Perfect. that out. Okay, cool. Paws of Holly. I'm gonna follow that too. So, when are you streaming again? Huh? Ever? Never? I streamed a while ago and nobody watched so you had well just because you streamed like the destiny stasis campaign and everybody and their uncle had already beat you to it or or you can tell people that you're going online and i will watch you or you know? and hear me out we can get both of your going live notifications into the lev server and yeah. have it posted with the bot that way i know when you're going you can't hide it from me <laughs> i don't know when you're going live you don't post on twitter you don't say anything you just like click go yeah, live i agree okay. i don't want to do this i kind of agree with the not Why streaming is no one apex here? i think i've finally broken through the i don't enjoy streaming apex anymore like it it was the game that was the bread and butter of my stream early right but i don't enjoy the state of the game right now with the 30 30 and with fuse and the changes they made this season it's just something about it is not enjoyable it's to just me. not it's not very optimized for streaming anyways Piece of shit. I'm just angry. I love I'm it. I'll stream that. I'm, dude, I'm salty about Apex. I like Apex, but I can't stream it, so I don't want to fucking play it. Because I'm just like, I'd rather stream it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, have some fun. Um, Alright, cool. Well, we are... I am Zion. I am leveled. This is Zion. I almost said <laughs> I am again? Zion. This is leveled. Okay, I had a little dyslexia there. Okay, give me a break. Uh, we're the Less Than Average podcast, and let's go... Plus, it doesn't game. help you were pointing at K-State. Yeah, that doesn't help either. Okay, uh, this... This is, there you go, there you go. This is Zion. I am leveled. Okay. I'm TTV Zion Yeet, and then Twitter should just be at Zion Yeet. And if you guys Other are listening. Other than that, I don't, I don't really use Instagram or anything else, so. We're, we're working on that. But if you guys are uh, watching this on YouTube, please go to our Spotify. We're trying to really grow on Spotify. Uh, if you're on our Spotify, please go to our YouTube. All right, you can watch this. <laughs> you can watch this Daisy chain this motherfucker. Yeah.